Hello, everybody, and welcome to Save vs. Death, a game in which people play games they probably shouldn't. With me are today's victims, Jacob and Josh. I don't, I don't like where this is going already. <laughs> now, uh, last time we flirted a little bit with Second Edition Dungeons and Dragons. This time, we're going to go along one of three tracks of pain. Uh, depending on which one, they might have a bearable, somewhat modern, uh, relevant experience, or they might delve into the depths of systems long since abandoned. It's a little bit like the trolley problem, except they have to pull the lever and don't know which one they'll be going down. I'm going to give you guys your three options, and you're going to have to decide between yourselves what it's going to be. Uh, the only thing is, I'm not going to tell you actually what the options are. I'm going to give you code words. So, okay. best, of luck oh to the, best of luck to both of you. All right, here are your code words. House special. Moonshine. Aged whiskey. I know what Josh is going to pick. Josh would, would I mean, love to do aged whiskey. I, ha I kind of have to, right? Is this a like? Is Let's this a democracy, or do we need to reach a consensus? I, I personally would rather go moonshine myself, uh, but could, if you want to do aged whiskey, Josh, you know I what? Will sacrifice uh, since you for the gods. <laughs> I, I, I didn't tell you guys moonshine. this, but Jacob, you have the deciding vote as the person who hasn't done this oh. yet. Oh, so, moonshine it moonshine is it not a, a democracy. Oh, absolutely not. This is I, I am the GM, so in fact, I am the tyrant. It just sometimes amuses me to let you select the instruments of your own destruction. The best part about it is I'm selecting the instruments of Josh's destruction as well, and I take pride yep. in that. I don't think I've ever <laughs> so, actually had moonshine. You have chosen moonshine, something you make at home without a high-level professionalism that produces a highly concentrated and not particularly pleasant result. You guys are going to be indulging in Hackmaster. Oh, boy. Yes, Hackmaster, created by Kenzer Co., and we'll be playing the fourth edition, which was released in 2001. The fourth edition was also the first edition. Uh. So, back in the day, there was a comic series called Knights of the Dinner Table, in which the characters played a fictional version of uh, Dungeons and Dragons called Hackmaster, which was more intense, like more uh, Grognardish, and was meant to both uh, celebrate and parody the kind of over-the-top, like a uh, stat-crunchy aspects where people had characters that weren't just like tools they experienced the story through, as it is usually conceived in modern uh, RPGs, but actually personal accomplishments that represent their ability to play the game as kind of like a like a badge of honor. Like if you have a high level character, that's like a gold medal at tabletop role playing games. Uh, and that attitude, as well as the attitude that the more objective the challenge is, which is to say the more it's something that you got out of a book as opposed to something the GM comes up with ad hoc, uh, the more valid that victory is, went into the creation of Hackmaster, a game very strongly based on second edition, but with more arbitrary tables and more cruelty. So in this analogy, uh, Jacob and I are going to be the people who in first grade said they wanted to go to the Olympics and their gym teacher laughed in their face and then they went on to become a fry cook. Yeah, that's that's basically what's going to end up happening here. Now, okay. one thing, I just want to read something real quick from the, the player's handbook, uh, which is... <clears throat> While developing Hackmaster, we knew there could be only one way to do it right. 
If only we told ourselves we could actually use the AD&D core rules as the basic engine that everything Hackmaster from the Knights of the Dinner Table comic book could be plugged into. <sighs> yeah, right. What were the chances of that ever happening? Well, it turns out the good folks at Wizards of the Coast were willing to grant us such a license. So they got the license oh, no. through a lawsuit? <laughs> what? Yeah, apparently Wizards of the Coast uh, misused some comics from Dragon Magazine or something, and as part of the lawsuit, Kenzer Go got to use the AD&D rules. <laughs> <laughs> but that is nowhere inside the actual books. I, I discovered that while doing independent research. Uh, uh, first, just to get this out of the way for anyone who's actually familiar with Hackmaster, I have to admit, I don't like these books very much. I think that the additions to the second edition rules are very sort of sloppy and poorly edited and like, let alone play tested, like they're poorly proofread. Uh, and I As think that's actual... to regular AD&D. Yeah, which is I was actually I was going to say that I think the player's handbook is the worst proofread book I've ever read since the Advanced Sons of Dragons Dungeon Master's Guide written by Gary Gytax. <laughs> Uh, but it's, um, I, I also tend to think that the, the actual parody aspect of the, the rule books, like the actual humor is a little bit weak. Uh, everything it says is something that I have heard an actual grognard say, which it sounds like it's a recipe for actually the best kind of satire, but in fact, it's just kind of, I mean, it, it doesn't ever actually like sort of push it the extra little bit to become funny. It's just kind of, and a lot of the humor is excusing the fact that the rules are not particularly good, or that they're inconsistent, which I, I find ultimately uh, not very satisfying. So oh, it's I smashed didn't know right wrote these books. through. <laughs> <laughs> so so it smashed right through Poe's Law and turned out to be something that maybe actually the Grognards really wanted to... It's it, it's it wanted to walk a line between respecting second edition complexity and actually kind of embracing it and like pushing it to the extremes that would be fun, and also at the same time being a, a book that's humorous. And it, it, with apologies to the creators, I think that ultimately it didn't really it didn't quite make it. I think maybe it was a bit too much of an ambitious project. Uh, at the end of the day, it's sort of I sort of I wish the rules were a little better, and I wish the book was a little bit funnier. At the same time, plus I, some of some of the sensibilities are just not mine. Like there's there's actually one page of this rule book which we'll be skipping over in character creation because I think it's actually one of the worst I've ever seen in a published game for reasons that aren't 100 percent funny. Maybe maybe I'll get into that like later in the comments or something. But anyway, uh, you guys ready to make your characters? I guess. Okay. How much are we really going to be the ones making these characters? Yeah. Very perspicacious question there, Glitch, because the answer is not very much. Uh, most of this book, most of character creation comes down to random percentage rolls, which is both by far the best and low-key the worst part of it. It's the best because some of the results are hilarious. It's the worst because some of the results are, like, ugly and uncomfortable. But we'll we'll maybe get to that. So... Uh, first off, time to roll your stats. I'm just gonna do this for you guys for the sake of convenience. Uh, it is 3d6 straight down, which is to say, uh, their characters are average people, or at least, you know, they, they, they're as likely to be average as the average person is, uh, and they don't get to choose in what ways they are exceptional if they turn out to be exceptional. Uh, everything about their character ah. is handed to them. So we're we are unexceptional people playing maybe average people who maybe might become exceptional. Sounds perfect. 
I would say that, yes, uh, it is equally likely that you'll be better than average and worse than average. Let me put it that way. Okay. <laughs> Josh, uh, here's your character. Your character is slightly weaker than average, more agile than average, uh, a little bit smarter than average, significantly less level-headed and sensible than average, and much Excellent. more charismatic than average. And there's one more I need to roll. So I was just using a, a stat roller, because uh, either there are plenty of dice rollers online that will give you the standard strength, dexterity, constitution, intelligence, wisdom, charisma stats. Uh, but there is a seventh, like one, seventh Wait. 3 to 18 stat in Hackmaster. Do you guys want to guess what it is? Did you give me my con? Yeah, your well, your con was average. Oh, okay. Uh, what seventh? I three can't. to eighteen stat. I'm um, sure it's going to be something horrible. Luck, comeliness, comeliness. Oh. Yes. Uh, for those of you who are not, who who aren't familiar with this word, which is fairly uncommon English word in the contemporary, it basically means how attractive you are. So charisma and attraction are no longer considered the same thing. <laughs> Yes, uh, so 7 out of 18, that's your attraction. Yes, that does make kind of sense. That, that, that sounds does. a lot like you just rolled me. <laughs> yeah, everything oh, but shit. the, uh... Everything but the, the height, the smarter than average. Yeah. Alright, uh, alright, Jacob, you ready for your punishment? I mean, no, I'm not, but go ahead. Let's get this over okay. with. So your strength, uh, dex, and constitution, which are your physical scores, are all 12 or 13, which means very slightly better than average, but possibly not well better enough that it'll actually be reflected in, like, your character's performance. Now we come to your intelligence. Your intelligence is four. <laughs> the minimum intelligence, um, again, I, is I three. <laughs> yeah, yes. um, I can't... I can't count that high. I can get to two. What? When does Oof. four come in? Yep, that's about it. <laughs> All right, and now I'm going to separately roll for your comeliness. Okay, uh, your comeliness is nine. Nothing to write home about. Okay, uh, well, you've rolled stats. Time to make one of the few choices you will get to make, which is pick which demi-human race, if any, you wish to be. Uh, now... I should mention that these do have minimum and maximums, so you may express interest in one, and that'll tell you if your character qualifies for it. So Hackmaster has, for the most part, the average uh, demi-human races, like they're the ones that usually get in Dungeons and Dragons. It adds a few, right. and one thing that I do like is that it makes the effect it has on your ability scores more aggressive, so that characters... You so that like an elf has instead of just having getting a plus one to dexterity and a minus one to constitution, which is the I believe the stat adjustment in regular second edition Dungeons and Dragons or regular AD and D, uh, it has bonuses and minuses to a wider range of stats, and then it it balances some of them by changing a few other things, which again we'll get to. So uh, here are the demi-human races: dwarf, elf, gnome. Gnomeling, which is a crossbreed between a gnome and a halfling. Half-elf, halfling, half-orc, half-ogre, and pixie fairy, which is about, like, six inches tall, I think. And there are a few sub-races of various creatures, but uh, the most important ones are the elven sub-races. Uh, elves can be... High elves, dark elves, wood elves, gray elves, and grunge elves. 
I can be Grunge Elves. Elves. Can I be a Grunge Elf? Yeah, Grunge Elf is an no. example of one of the things that did not make the jump from comic book to RPG book uh, very well, in my opinion. Uh, I'm guessing oh. that what happened was at some point, like, you know, it's the 90s, you know, they, 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 they wrote a strip and they joked about having grunge elves as opposed to like, you know, dark elves or high elves. And it, it was like a, like a one panel joke. It was like a one panel joke. And then, uh, they had to actually put them in the book. So they're also, they're more commonly known as the Grell. And then they have this backstory for them, which would pass in an entirely, like, sober RPG book. There's this thing where, like, they make their fantasy setting, like, actually pretty much, like, straightforward and serious, despite the fact that there are all kinds of transparently silly things about it, like the fact that God is consistently spelled G-A-W-D. Not, not exactly. Oh my god, man, this does not sound like a good source book. <laughs> it's not my favorite, I'll be honest. I so, like how they uh, have a whole backstory explaining why their English name is Grunge Elves, as if perhaps that was what they were originally called and someone decided that was horribly racist and we need to explain why they're called this in a lore-friendly way. Well, anyway. Uh, so, what edition do you guys want to play? Oh, I assume it's just Grunge Elves like, you know, Kurt Cobain Grunge, like Nirvana. Like, they're not like yeah, gothic, but they're like the drow. Also they're dark like elves. I don't know. Wait, are are we both dark? I didn't get to choose my no. race. And Run, I think... No, no, no. You, you guys are oh. about to pick your ra sub race. I'm just explaining which ones. Oh, exist. okay. Right. Uh, I think Josh should be a dark elf. You, I've picked Josh. Josh not same thing to be a dark elf. I don't think, but I'll check. Can, Dang it! Can we both be pixies? <laughs> Good question. Uh, let's see here. Can we both be I, pixies? I want to. Can we decide to be brothers do it as too? A pixie I feel like team. we should be brothers. Uh, the, I'm actually, I, uh, oh, you know what? <sighs> I want to be Pinky uh, and Brain as You pixies. can't. Neither of you <laughs> qualify. Your <laughs> charisma is not. It's a to be a pixie. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, you know, Josh, your charisma is not high enough. Oh, no, your charisma is high enough. Charisma. Uh, Josh, you're with... Okay, Josh, you qualify to be a pixie elf. Uh, Jacob, <laughs> unfortunately, your intelligence is not high enough. What? Because when I think about Tinkerbell, I think about a very charismatic character. Alright, what is the lowest uh, intelligence requirement for any of the races? Eight. Oh, you know what, though? Uh, actually, Jacob, you can qualify as long as you're willing to adjust your character accordingly. Which, let me just make sure, okay. before we get into that, let me make sure that's just mathematically possible here. Uh, <laughs> so, what you're going to want to do matter? is, this game allows you to remove two points from a stat to add one point to, to another. Uh, ah. So. I want to lose two points in every stat except for intelligence and add up to that amount in intelligence. <laughs> just, just be okay. the most grotesque monster ever, but super smart. You can... That brings you up just, to nine. I'll, I'll make the necessary deductions. There are a couple stats where you'll be running up against your minimums. But, uh, yeah, okay. Just give me a second Worth to it. work that out for you. Okay. Congratulations, you're both pixie elves. Woo! Yeah! Sorry, pixie fairies. Alright, pixie fairies. Here are your the basics of being a pixie fairy. You can fly at 18 feet per round. Or 18 inches per round. 18 inches per round, apparently. You can use giant <laughs> can moth and butterfly mounts. Someone can walk. 
Plus two to hit, mounted combat, heal an extra hit point per day, never surprised, telepathically linked. When you die, you reincarnate within 1d4 months, but don't have all of your memories initially. You may recover them, and even recover some of your old skills. Uh, you can cast a fairy phantom spell once per day. You can turn invisible once per- you can buy a talent to turn invisible once per day. All of you get a plus one to your intelligence and a plus one to your wisdom. You get plus two to your dexterity. You get minus six to your strength, plus two to charisma, plus three to comeliness. Let me just uh, make those amendments to your stats real quick so we can move on to class selection. Wait, are, we're basically immortals? Uh, you're pretty much, yeah. Huh. That's neat. Isn't it? Uh, so your adjusted strengths, both of you have now have a strength of two after my alteration. <laughs> yeah, wait, that's below the minimum. Yes, it is. Pixie fairies are the only race which are allowed to go below the minimum and only in this stat. We're special. Does it not change our constitution at all? It did not. Huh. You would think that a six-inch tall fairy would be, you know, somewhat no, less able to take a hammer strike... You are. Than a uh, you receive tall far, So, you, you are, because, um... So... Every uh, race gets 20 hit points at first level, except for Pixie uh -huh. Fairies, which get 10 hit points at first level. Special! Uh, you also only get half your hit points that you roll each level. So, Also, your maximum <laughs> lifespan <laughs> is like 15 years. Up. Like, best case yes, scenario, but you're we reincarnate. You do. You do. But not with your class levels. So, well, yeah, but, I mean... We're not going to be playing this game for 15 years, Red Scar. At least I hope not. Your characters might well hell, be. Uh, might, well, no, we're not going to be playing it for 15 in-game years. Josh, do you want to make a bet right now that he's going to set our ages to 14.9 years old? <laughs> the campaign is to dig a grave. That would be a great campaign. To hire, we couldn't to even hire do some people to dig graves for us. All right, we have stats to raise are now money as follows. Josh, to, you have a strength of 2, dex of 16, constitution of 12, intelligence of 15, wisdom of 7, charisma of 19, and comeliness of 9. Jacob, oh! Aw. Strength Can 2. Can I be a bard? No. Strength 2. Damn uh, it! Dexterity 10, constitution 12, intelligence 9, wisdom 13, charisma 19, uh, comeliness 10. Fuck, don't I qualify on for bard now? Comeliness. What? That's <laughs> not even a requirement in other D&D! Nope, because it doesn't exist in regular Guns Dragons. Unless you use, from the player's option book, the alternative system where you're allowed to multiply a stat by two and then subdivide the points between two substats, which I have never played in a game that used that optional rule, but you could. And if you did that, attractiveness that is a substat of charisma. Now... I'm going to read off the classes, and you guys can decide if there are any you want. One thing I do like about this game, it has a lot of weird classes. Uh, it has very few basic classes, the same standard, like, four base classes as 2nd Edition Advanced of the Dragons. But it has more classes that you can qualify for if you have exceptional stats, which does go some way towards making certain characters feel more special. So, we are going to continue with that now. The classes are... Fighter. Barbarian. Berserker. Cavalier, Dark Knight, Knight Errant, Monk, Paladin, Ranger, Magic User, Battle Mage, 
blood mage. Wait, Specialist mages, wait, 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 including wait. illusionist. Hmm? Magic user? Yes, from Advanced Sons Dragons onwards, magic user, or from Advanced Sons Dragons, magic user was the technical term for a mage. Uh, it did not become oh, okay. wizard and or mage until second edition. Uh, but yeah, in AD&D, it's just magic user. Okay, please continue. Magic user, blood mage, battle mage, illusionist, and various other uh, specialist wizards, cleric, druid, thief, assassin, bard, and then there are four classes which you cannot take. Because they are only available if you reach level 20, which means you have to be human, or certain kinds of multi-class demi-human, dual-class rather, uh, and, no, and also you need to have an 18 in the relevant stat. Uh, the deal is that in this setting, certain individuals are called upon, like by the gods and by the clergy, to be the exemplars. And in the totally serious, except when it's not, but it's usually totally serious, except when it's not, uh, setting. You know what these are called? Hack fighters, hack mages, hack clerics, and hack assassins. <laughs> Fuck oh, hack this setting. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> they are the hack master oh classes. My God. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh my God. You know. You know what's even better? <laughs> um. So you know how hack fighters spelled? It's one word, but the F is capitalized. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Is troubleshooting the super oh extra goodness. prestige class? I don't. Is this just it doesn't really work. Paranoia in... for if you play it long enough. It, it, <laughs> it doesn't really work in any particular direction. I, I will say, uh, okay. So if we're talking about paranoia, paranoia is hilarious. Like if you read the rule book, it's full of stuff that, like, even though some of the jokes are dated, it's really funny. Like they're they're, they're it, it's actually worth just buying Paranoia XP just to just read through it and like imagine playing it. Uh, so this, I know this what book class has I want to be. No similar chuckles. One of the only uh, things that I found like amusing as a joke uh, in my perusal of the player's handbook and the game master guide was uh, when I got to th so they have a section for like how much experience points you can convey between your player character and one of your apprentices by sending them a message about, uh, like, how... about your adventure to convey, like, a percentage of the experience points that you wish to send them. And the percentage varies depending on how the message is sent, and there's, like, good messenger, poor messenger, letter, and then down at the bottom is mime. And that got, like, a tiny giggle <laughs> out of me. Like, imagining, like, sending yeah. a mime to do, like, an interpretive dance about how I killed the dragon so you can learn from my example. Mime's gotta it's, like, work, negative too, experience. man. <laughs> they are truly dumber for thinking they know how to do this. <laughs> so, yeah, I know oh. what class I want to be. All right, what I class do be, you want to be? Uh, I want to be a knight's errant. Nope. Want to be a knight's errant? Dang it, you I wanted definitely to be, you cannot, cannot be a knight's errant. Any kind I of martial be, class at all, ever. <laughs> I wanted to be a knight's errant named uh, Signal. Dang it. Okay, I'm going to help you out with this one. There are no pixie knight errants. It is impossible. Dang it. Could, could Actually, I should just tell you which classes pixies qualify what for straight up. I forgot. Dumb pun name, just to spite Chris. So, God. Uh, you could be a fighter, a, a cleric, a fighter, except you can't be a fighter. It's impossible. A berserker, except you can't be a berserker. A cavalier, except you can't be a cavalier. A knight errant, except you can't be a knight errant. I guess maybe you could increase the stats. I'd have to double check how that works, but there's a lot of things in this game where, like, we it says something. Let's assume not for the purposes of the, like, 20 minutes yeah. we have left here. 
Yes. Cleric, uh... <laughs> Only 20 minutes. Yep. Uh, cleric, magic user, illusionist, thief. Well, I want to be a cleric. Uh, okay, you can be a cleric. I, I qualify for illusionist again? Uh, oh, wait, no, that was I actually don't know if you time. do. I read that off. That is something that pixies can be. You... Uh, actually... Wow, yeah, you qualify for illusionist. You have an exceptional dexterity. Really want to be another mage. Doesn't matter, you're never going to play this character. Okay, sure. Uh, illusionist. What is that? Is that just, like, an enchanter yeah. from D&D 2? Great, okay. Very similar, yes. Okay, so you're both spellcasting machines. Uh, we're just going to host Ken skip past some of the bookkeeping here. Because, again, it's not going to be necessary, but just for the record, both of you get to roll uh, one of your classes' hit dice in addition to your starting of ten, modified by your constitution, which I don't think either of you have exceptional constitutions. All right, now we get to the rolling character priors and particulars. All of this is just by simple percentage, so I'm just going to be rolling it for you, and I'm going to let you know what you get. Uh, There are a couple tables here I'm going to skip. But other than that, I'm just going to go straight through all of it uh, and let you know how it goes. Josh, why don't we start with you? Okay, Josh. Cool. Time. Oh, yeah. By the way, you mentioned your characters might be brothers. I can't guarantee that uh, because you're going to be oh. rolling for how many siblings you have. And some of you could, oh, one of you could be an only child. <laughs> That's uh-huh. amazing. Also, you could not be an only child, but you could roll contradictory results for which of you is older or younger. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of stumbling blocks here, so we'll we'll just see how it goes. Plus, if you have different backgrounds, which you will, anyway. All right, uh, we're just gonna skip age because you're not gonna roll much beyond the median age. So you guys, you're pixies, you're like a couple years old. It's fine. So uh, this is very important. Both of you are right-handed. Okay. There is a. 13, a 1-12% chance that you're left-handed, and a 13-20% chance you're ambidextrous. That seems backwards. Unless you mean, like, the, the dice roll is within the 1-12 to 12 or the 13 There is to not enough time in this, or any lifetime, to track down all of the statistical modelings of the real world and or historical settings that don't make any goddamn sense in this book. <laughs> God. All right, uh... Let's see what social class you guys belong to, which might actually prevent you from taking your chosen class, Josh. Or you Great. too, Jacob. Yeah. Okay. Yay. Wow. Holy shit. Uh, Josh, you are a member of the slave class. You're a slave, indentured servant, prisoner, <laughs> or banished individual. <laughs> shit. Uh, unfortunately, Josh, this means that we you have to brothers? take Thief. You're my slave I'm now. sorry. I know you had your heart set on Illusionist. <laughs> yeah, I was really excited about playing Illusionist. Yeah, so the game is inconsistent about whether or not uh, you can become a member of a certain class if you don't qualify for it. It says, to be a member of a class, uh, you need to be this, the social class that's identified under or one below. It might be implying that you can only advance in that oh. class with time, which would be the only thing that which would make some of this text make sense, because otherwise it wouldn't. But anyway, it's it's very inconsistent, and I don't. I'm just gonna go with the least charitable possible interpretation. So, Josh, you're banished or a prisoner or whatever. Jacob, you're a little luckier. You're lower middle class: artisans, craftsmen, petty merchant, junior officers, etc. I believe this qualifies you to be a member of the clergy. Yay! Um, wait. 
Nope. Sorry. You're you're Dang one too it. low. <laughs> uh, you're a thief also. <laughs> of course. Well, <laughs> that's this amazing. went well. Sure did. Uh, bad news is, so there's a stat called Honor, which does not determine like whether your character is good or bad. It determines basically your relationship with the society you're in and your reputation. Uh, bad news is that, um, Josh, you're taking a penalty of 10, which is not good because your honor is an average of your stats. So the average of your stats minus 10. You're you're going to have some catching up to do. Would you say that I'm dishonored? You have been dishonored by your banishment. So whatever. I'd like to name my character Corvo Atano. That's fine. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're just going to skip past circumstances of birth. Quality of parents. I really remember that part when Corvo was six inches tall and had a butterfly mount. And still went slower than running human beings. <laughs> All right, Josh, you had a really bad childhood. Uh, you're going to pick up an extra major quirk, because that's that's how major mental illness quirk. works. <laughs> okay. This, this is a really uh, accurate modeling of social development, so kudos to Kenzerko for that. Uh, now one for you, Jacob. Okay, Jacob. You had loving parents. You get five extra build points. Woohoo! It's worth mentioning that this is not balanced. Uh, in fact, it is pretty explicitly unfair. That's part of the appeal and part of the point. Uh, I think that there's a long, artsy discussion to be had about how valid, how, how noble these goals are, plus a mechanical discussion to be bad about how, like, actually accurately it does this, plus, like, a simulationist discussion to be had about whether any of it makes any sense. Uh, I would give it pretty low marks in any of these categories, personally, but there you go. Alright, time to find out what your family heritage is. Uh, Josh, your family is honorable. You get plus two to your starting honor, so you're at a negative eight deficit. Great. Jacob, your family was also honorable. Plus two to honor. Plus two for everybody. My family rocks. Yep. Siblings. Josh. Go thief though, because fuck. You society. had. You have one d four illegitimate siblings. Yay! I'm not gonna <laughs> bother dealing with any of that 1D4. shit. One d four. That's just how I introduce it. Uh, you got any siblings? Yeah, I got one d four bastards. <laughs> uh, and Jacob, you have. Eight siblings. Oh, this is wow. the point where I actually roll for each of your siblings uh, along another table. Uh, except I'm not going to because just not in this lifetime. Okay. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, Josh, you were second to last born, which means that you get minus two to your starting money roll. And Jacob, you are middle born, which has no effect. Yeah. Okay, so what if no my one D four siblings turns into one sibling? Uh... Believe it or not, the book doesn't seem to account for these kinds of very likely <laughs> possibilities. I have very few good things to say about this chapter, <laughs> just from from on any level, I, but I like tell. even particularly from a proofreading perspective. I, I I have actually spent hours talking to myself, like in my head, like going off about like just all the ways this chapter is deficient. Uh, I'm glazing over most of them but maybe some other time. Okay, starting money. Josh, uh, you have 105 gold. Jacob, you have... Uh? 
36 gold. What? What? So, is I yeah, I roll 1d100 and then modify it by your roll, and then I roll uh, dice on top of that to determine how much it's modified by. Very nice, but kind of poor family. You're very (laughs) nice, but kind of poor, more middle class family, as opposed to Josh's extremely honorable slave family who didn't have much money to spread amongst its illegitimate children of which josh got most of it i don't know well my dad loved me josh so take that i like some of these in concept but the execution seems to leave something a little bit to be desired i'm right there with you i love this game top to bottom in concept the execution, I have many problems with from a variety of critical lenses. Uh, but, I mean, I don't know. On the off chance, like, the people who actually developed this game are listening, which all of them are about a hundred times more consequential than me in terms of the development of the hobby and of the subculture. Uh, don't worry about it, I guess. <laughs> don't feel bad about us making fun of your badly proofread rulebook. <laughs> Hopefully this up aware enough to know by now. How old is this thing? Uh, 16 this thing years? Is, at this point, years. it's about 17 years old, yes. Uh, yeah. 17 years Hopefully from publication. They, they recently released a 5th uh, edition, which is more, uh, I would say, it, it's, it's more its own system, and it does a few, it has a few ambitious and interesting experiments in timekeeping uh, and in sort of round structure. But I have actually yet to see anybody uh, who had much a strong opinion about it really one way or the other. So, all right. So flaws and quirks. So here's how this works. We've come to you have something called build points, right? And right now, neither of you have that many. These are used to buy skills and to uh, you, you can cash them in to raise the percentile values of your stats. Oh, yeah, I skipped over this um, because it's it's probably not going to be relevant right now. But all of your stats, your seven stats have a percentile after them uh, between. Yeah. And basically how it works is when you roll the percent, uh, that is how close it is to leveling up Elder Scrolls style. And Uh you can raise them by leveling and by training. Uh, Well, that's that's not... Leveling up in this game is a fucking ordeal. Uh, You you actually, you can't just get enough experience points. You actually have to go to school uh, and, like, pay a tutor. Oh no! For percentage chance of leveling up the, the required stuff to level up. Um, if you fail, do, do the experience points go away? Do you spend your experience points for that I have percentage not chance? Thor- okay, I know that the experience points don't go away. I have not read it thoroughly enough to determine uh, a if you can waste the like if if like it'll there's any penalty beyond like you have to roll again or b even if like it's that's how tutors work for leveling up. Tutors are also used for raising your skills. Uh, through a different system. Um, this game has a lot of bespoke systems. If you look at like a game like 3rd Edition, uh, there's a whole paradigm shift which is happening about when this rulebook came out, uh, which this rulebook had wanted nothing to do with, uh, which was towards systems where if you understand one mechanic, broadly speaking, you understand those mechanics as they apply to all situations uh, and to all possible mechanics of that kind. So that if you understand how to hit somebody, you basically understand how to sneak past somebody and how to uh, get a good deal on something. And if you know how to level up one character in one level, you know how to do it at any level. Um, Right. 
the second edition method was, and the advanced on the dragons method was to come up with a different probabilistic modified system for absolutely every circumstance, which you figure, yeah, yeah, like that, this is the most accurate, like, probability of this happening. And in theory, you'd think, oh, well, that creates a more verisimilitude in this system. In practice, it's one guy who's sitting in, a, like, his living room somewhere with a notepad paper trying to come up with 800 systems, which means that none of them are any good. And most of them don't make any sense on any level. This yep. book is full of those kinds of systems. We've already breezed over several like dice rolls and modifiers that literally don't make any sense no matter what your goal your design goal is <laughs> i'm not i like I, i'm not kidding they are emphatically broken i don't want to get into them because they're also cans of worms from like a like world building perspective and just like a sensibilities perspective but it, it has to do with like your parentage um, and there, there are some, like, not super savory options for your parentage that I don't Great. think really have a business being something that can just randomly be a part of your character, but also just, like, the ways in which you might probabilistically get them are just stupid from, like, a, ra a, ra a rational perspective, just from, like, a statistical perspective, and just from, like, the ways that their, their modifiers actually play in, making entire ranges of results, they'll never come up. Anyway. So, quirks and flaws. So, how this works is, there are things that might randomly affect your character in various discrete statistical ways. Uh, there are physical quirks, there are mental quirks, there are personality quirks. Uh, actually, sorry, what I should say is there are physical flaws, there are, uh, yep, there, there are minor and major physical flaws, there are minor and major mental quirks, and there are minor and major personality quirks. You can, if you'd like, go through and choose these, and you can choose, I think, two minor and one major quirk, and you get two for each minor quirk you pick, and four for each major quirk you pick. The other way to do it is, you want to say, I'm going to roll between, like, one and nine quirks. You get to pick how many... And I roll on a table, and you get them randomly, and they're worth anywhere from, like, 5 at minimum to, like, 20. I don't think we really have the time to go and manually pick uh, quirks. You certainly do not. There are, like, six different tables. So, let's just... I'm just gonna give it to you straight. Uh, yeah. Josh, Jacob, how many quirks do you want? <laughs> Three. Uh, 69. Between... So, actually... It says you may be choose between, uh, let's see. Yeah, it says you may choose to roll randomly. Okay, so there are two parts where it explains to you. And one says you can have this many major and this many minor. But you don't get to pick whether you're rolling major or minor. You pick how many you're rolling on the table. So that doesn't actually make any uh -huh. sense. Hmm. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make That's any sense. It doesn't fucking make any It doesn't make any sense. Did they play this game before they published it? I kind of wonder sometimes. Uh, I, it's it's always possible I'm reading this stuff incorrectly, but these are things that I deliberately sat down and tried to work out and ultimately like couldn't really straighten out. So, Josh, how many uh, quirks do you want to roll? How, how many flaws and quirks do you want to roll? Uh, 420. Like, <laughs> how many can I maximum roll for? Cause all we'll, just, we'll just go for maximum. All right, Josh. Jacob, actually, we're going to start with I you. I want three. You, you have fewer. Three. Three. Okay. 
your first one is going to be a major... Nope, actually, it's not true. It's going to be, yes, a major mental flaw. Ah, which we're is making the me in real life. saying uh, some kind of mental... Okay, you're straight up sadistic. <laughs> it's worth 12 points. Uh, I'm sure yeah. it's probably worse than it sounds. Like, it, it probably, like, requires you to play this out in specific circumstances. Uh, but I'm just gonna skip over it, because we got a lot of rolling to do. Okay. Next up, you have a minor physical flaw. You have... Oh, roll again on this table and an extra time on table 6C. Oh my god. Alright, so you have your flatulent, which is worth 5 points. <laughs> and you have a nervous tick. So, so, so you far, are you're a, a sadistic... <laughs> Farting man with a nervous tick. Yes, and also you rolled an additional minor physical flaw. Uh, you have chronic nosebleeds. That's worth eight points. Anime character nosebleeds? Uh, I could read it, but who gives a shit? <laughs> uh, oh, no, if left untreated, you lose one hit point per turn. <laughs> that is a serious nosebleed. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. <laughs> oh yeah. How long so is you a can, turn? Yes, That's like you, you one can literally game time. Uh, no, actually, this this is this is an addition that uh, changed turn. I mean, six seconds. I think actually. Okay, so so you and you could oh, bleed on, out in sixty seconds or in in ten seconds. No, sixty uh, seconds. Yeah. In second edition. Ten, yeah. Um, I, I know that a turn a round was actually one minute and a turn was ten minutes. Um. Okay. This game, now that I remember it, this game changes a, at least, I think it changes a round to be six seconds and a turn to be ten, so sixty seconds. I'll have to look it up. Um, but in theory, yes, you could bleed out in like an hour. Uh, so he's wandering around gushing blood from his nose. Yes. Uh, Alright, Josh, I said I was going to roll a quirk for you, and I will. Yes. Uh, let's see. Okay, you have your gullible. And okay. And abilities worth seven points. That doesn't sound like me. You also have a major personality quirk. I think it does sound like you, Josh. You have... Oh, maybe it Oh, does. boy. You have multiple personalities. <laughs> oh, no. Don't ask me to roleplay this, Rutskarn. I won't, because we're never playing this game. <laughs> God does have mercy. So... I feel like, as majorly sadistic, I should insist that we do. We should absolutely play this game. Honestly, that would be by far the cruelest to me. Well, I did, it didn't say I was majorly sadistic just to myself, did it? So, uh, your alternative personality is you have you are a young adult or middle aged member of the opposite sex. Oh, so this, of I, course, I, 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 I should. In case anybody is actually taking their understanding of how mental disorders shit. work, uh, multiple personality disorder is not a thing. There is a thing called dissociative identity disorder, I guess. Um, please look it up if you're ever going to think you understand it, at the very least, because it's it's not just like whatever this book is. You're telling me this isn't a guide for life? Should I throw out all these notes I've been making? Uh, there are a lot of audacious, ambitious attempts to, uh, in some way, depict or simulate mental disorders, especially in the 90s and 2000s, and I don't think I've seen one of them that made a lick of sense. 
Okay, Josh, you also have male pattern baldness. Of course. <laughs> this gives you a penalty... To, oh, this only happens if you're male, though. Uh, it gives you a standing penalty to your comeliness, except people have a 10% chance to not find it. Uh, to find it instead attractive. That doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any Are sense. Are you gonna have to roll for every it person what? you It encounters. doesn't make any sense. Yes. <laughs> There's so many ways that this this is stupid, but we're just gonna move on. Cause yeah, cause that's Bruce Willis, right? Most, 90% of women Patrick think that uh, people who do attractive, I say women because it specifically uh, says women because it doesn't obviously, oh, of course. obviously this book, and it's, 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 pan, what is gay and it's like panopticon omniscient simulation <laughs> of reality does not include the faintest depiction of queer theory, but. Okay, 79, uh, let's see, you're also on table 6H, uh, you have a minor personality quirk, you have, uh, you're a glutton. Okay, of course. Yep. And you got you're 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 also albino. <laughs> this, this kitchen's kitchen <laughs> sink of, of disabilities here and, and and quirks. Uh, also gonna roll twice more on this table. This is this is really actually bad. This is it's it's very like bad. Legitimately not good. Oh, I just good. rolled again, and I got another re-roll. I got two more re-rolls. <laughs> For to to give people context here, right? Like we're doing this on a time limit, and we're now three minutes over that time limit. And Red Scarn is here in rolling oh. hell. Yeah, I just um I rolled an explosion. Uh, of like eight quirks, <laughs> because there is a thirty percent chance if you're rolling on this table that you get a roll again, which means it's really easy to just keep fucking rolling. Do one is just like call it there and go on to the no. Next you know what? I'm just gonna give or... you all of them. You have uh, you're losing an ear, you're missing an eye, you have male pattern baldness, migraines, missing fingers, a nervous tick, a facial scar, sleep chatter, you're a sound sleeper, you've got a strange body odor, a f you stutter, you're tone deaf, you have bad vision in one eye, you're blind in the other eye, and you're also missing an eye, so think about that for a minute. You're nearsighted on your remaining zero eyes, accident prone, you have allergies, you have an amputated arm, both of your arms amputated, both of your legs amputated, one of your legs amputated, blind, you're deaf, you're hemophiliac, you have a low threshold for pain, you're maimed, mute, narcoleptic, have no depth perception, you have epilepsy, you're a sleepwalker, and you've got a trick knee. Great. So I've got a trick knee in my two legs that have been amputated yes alright you're now in a room the water level's rising Josh roll a new character <laughs> um one uh, and that's all we have time for uh, yeah. we got through most of it <laughs> We, uh, sorry about, uh, the fact that this series seems to be constantly character creation. Um, we will no, I'm not probably sorry. get back I'm not to the AD&D campaign or the D&D 2 campaign <laughs> we're doing at some point. Uh, but this kind of came about as a result of, like, Rutscar needing to go right as we were about to start recording this podcast, yes. so... Do you know why I need to go? I, I don't know. Why do you need to I go? I need to go Rutskarn? be part of a filmed... A what? Huh. And that's how he died. Sorry, phone went off. <laughs> Let's see, Rutt Skarn has run out of time. I was waiting for answer. Okay. I'm going to be part of a filmed demonstration of a LARP system for a conference 
demoing the revolutionary features of a LARP I helped to design. Oh, man. <laughs> so, yeah. Making characters in this obscure 2001 RPG is the second nerdiest thing I'm going to do today. Was, was this part of your LARP experience? Was LARPing playing an RPG system that is insane? Uh, it was not. Actually, it was, because the original system was based on was based on John Wick. So, uh, not the movie. It was based on the work of uh, legendary game designer John Wick, who is my favorite game designer? Yeah, it was great in John Wick the movie. <laughs> anyway, see you later, Rutskarn. Later. Thanks, Rutskarn. Let us know how we did on the character creation, everybody. He's already gone. Oh, man.